Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is WTIC Pet Talk. Today, Dr. Andrea Dennis from the Bloomfield Animal Hospital takes your pet health questions. Whether you have a dog, cat, or hamster, this is a show for you and your best friend. Call in now at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. And now, Pet Talk. Good afternoon and welcome. Welcome to the veterinary edition of Pet Talk. I am Dr. Andrea Dennis. I'm from the Bloomfield Animal Hospital and so happy to be here on this bright, sunny day. And I am in the studio. This is live. So as part of the show, we always like talking with you on the air, so I'm going to make sure that we get as many calls on as soon as possible, rather than kind of let them linger or have people um, not be able to call in. So um, I know a couple of shows have been taped earlier today, but I am here in the studio, and the reason that I do that and why I'm here is to be able to help you and for you to be able to help others. The, the conversations that we have, the, the communication about how to empower you to be able to ask the right questions for those that take care of your pet's health care, your veterinarian, your veterinary technicians, uh, veterinary nurses, they're all part of the health team to just try to do the best for your pets. But sometimes you have to know the, the right answers. So we're here, or the right questions, I'm sorry, the right questions to ask and whether you ha- is something an issue or not an issue. Um, again, the phone numbers are 800-966-9842 or 860-522-9842. So we're going to open up the phone line so that we um, can try to see and talk with as many people as possible. Uh, usually, um, I, I'm one of these individuals that might need a little caffeine boost um, in the in the early afternoon, and I usually like a good old-fashioned Coke but today that wasn't necessary. Today, my producer, Anthony, frightened me twice. <laughs> twice, Anthony. One, you know, it was like the, you know, Saturday, it's a little bit quieter here in the studio. I come in the door, I got my dark sunglasses in, and there you're standing there just waiting for me. <laughs> Did I scream like a girl or what? <laughs> a little bit, maybe. <laughs> so then we're, okay, so now I'm over that. My heart's right back to a reg- regular pulse. And just now, you know, I've got my headphones on, getting ready to come on the air, and uh, he just kind of came in inside the studio because usually there's a big gla- oops, big piece of glass between us, and it was you again. But I think I still feel my pulse is elevated. I really do. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. I frighten easy, but I know this is going to be a nightmare in about three nights from now. I'm going to be. It's going to have something to do with being here in the studio. But I'm going to be in your nightmare. <laughs> you are. You are. <laughs> 
the nicest guy, folks. He really is wonderful. He does a great job here. But today, um, I am now officially 100% awake. So, um, so again, please give a call in. I will not fall asleep at any, at any level here. And again, it's all about you and your phone calls. And that's what we're here for. Now, more on a serious note, um, we are hearing constantly uh, about the news in Ukraine. And, you know, this also affects our pets. And I know that the events are, are in Ukraine are met with grave concerns. And while we're obviously focused on the human lives that have been impacted in my world of veterinary medicine, I also know that and worry about the fate of the pets of those that are trying to evacuate. And of course, even those that, that potentially may be killed. And, you know, one of the things that um, I'm always proud of in my profession is that we, we band together, we help each other. And there's a perfect example of this. There, When you travel from one country to another, especially in Europe and the EU, there's a lot of paperwork if you want to bring a pet. But the Federation of Veterinarians of, of Europe have come together and they announced that they will, they were going to forego all that paperwork and they're going to accept people and their pets um, for any refugees that are coming from Ukraine fleeing with their pets are going to make sure that the, the borders are open. Now, um, the reason why this is so important, and I think we've learned some of these lessons uh, from that hurricane and Katrina and other disasters that have occurred here in the United States a little bit closer to home, is that some people won't leave if they can't bring their pets. They would rather stay in their home, be at a high danger level, and not leave. And Katrina was such a, um, a wake-up call for us. So many people that died in their home and their pets did as well. So this to me is just very, um, it opens up my heart and it makes sure that, you know, again, people are trying to do the right thing. And this is a perfect example of the EU saying, come on in. Um, I think just listening to the newscast coming in here today, um, we were talking, it was mentioned that over 100,000 people have um, have, have have come into uh, Poland and I'm sure many of them have their pets. And that's very, very important can't leave them behind. So again, um, kudos to everyone pulling together and our hearts are with those that are suffering right now in the Ukraine. Um, I, a little bit early to take a break. So one of the other thing that I wanted to mention is, you know, I usually come with a, a topic or two to discuss with you. And, you know, when it hits 60 degree weather, I'm like, okay, I'm, I think it Talking about, I know a lot of you like to camp with your dogs, so I was going to come in, and I still am probably going to uh, talk about that a little bit later in the show, depending on how many phone calls we have, uh, you know, about how to prepare your dogs for camping. And that's when it was 60 degrees, 58 degrees, and so now the reality for me, um, I knew we were in still in, in February, but the reality of me is that we still have a little bit more winter that we have to t- um, deal with, and we have to make sure we don't let our guard down with our pets and um, in, earlier in the year, I did, or actually the end of last year, I did talk about some things you want to keep in mind with your pets as we headed into the cold weather. But this is going to be pretty cold for the, off and on for the next uh, four or five days. I mean, really down into the teens and you start getting the wind chill. And I just want to remind you that 
if you do have a pet that has a medical condition, such as arthritis, let's just kind of baby them today. That sun feels very warm. It's it's nice and toasty. But once that sun goes down, once you get into it in the shade, it really is putting a strain on pets that do have medical conditions. And it, you can make something like arthritis worse. So kind of know your limits. Just like people, you know, pets can only tolerate um, a certain amount of um, of cold based on their hair coat, based on how much body fat they have, their activity level, and their overall health. So just keep that in mind. If it looks like you're going with your dog for a walk and they're turning around and they kind of look like they want to head home, then listen to them. You know, go ahead and just kind of follow their lead because they're pretty smart individuals. And I'm especially concerned about those that are elderly or arthritic and having difficulty walking on the snow or the ice. And I'm going to talk from experience in that I have a a 10-year-old Bouvier, and he is... um, He's dealing with arthritis, but he doesn't act it most of the time until he sometimes he'll pay the next day. And he's had a, a torn ACL that that joint, even though we, we had it repaired, sometimes as they get older, they it does lead to early arthritis in that joint. Well, he kind of slipped on the ice, but there was like a, a top layer of snow. He slipped on the ice. Uh, he had his legs splayed out and he, he really was a hurting pup for um, a good week or so. And again, you know, you think the worst. We kept him on his medicine. I added additional pain medicine. But now just, you know, again, things happen. But just keep in mind that a two-year-old that slips on the ice is a little bit different than a 10-year-old dealing with uh, dealing with arthritis. Uh, and Jack's fine now. He's doing great. So, but again, we, we up some gabapentin and we up some pain medicine and his NSAIDs too as well. So, you know, with that, uh, just something to keep in mind. And also the the other thing to remind your short-haired pets that are get cold faster, especially those with the short legs. And the other thing is those animals with diabetes, heart disease, kidney disease, and Cushing's, they have a harder time regulating the, their body temperature, and they be maybe more susceptible to problems from these extreme temperatures. So please, please just keep that in mind. Um, also... Give them some choices to get warm. Give them some choices in the house, uh, a bed, or open up the blinds so the sun can come in so both dogs and cats uh, can find a place that's going to keep them the warmest. I think that's critically important. And lastly, uh, because I know we have to take a break, uh, we're going to go ahead and... um, When you get in your cars, especially if your car obviously is parked outside, don't forget to bang on that engine. Don't forget to make sure that it's something that they know you're coming. We worry about feral cats, worry about even cats that some people leave outside. They kind of hide on your engine, uh, especially when it's warm for some protection. So just bang on that before you turn on your car. Check those paws. The paws are always a sign of potential... um, pain for them. Sometimes your dog, you figure, oh, he slipped and now he's limping. Before you panic, go ahead and just look at the bottom of the paws when you get home. Sometimes those little ice kernels will get in in between the cracks and it really is quite um, irritating and damaging. The other thing is that you want to wash down those paws because of the the salt and the sand that accumulates on the roads and on the, the sidewalk. And it can lead uh, to, especially with the cold weather, to crack paws and and bleeding. 
So you want to make sure that, you know, during that walk, if you can look at them, just kind of break that down and then kind of wash up the paws when you get home. Some of them even will need some sort of uh uh, sort of a, a salve to help keep those pads soft so that they don't crack and bleed because that's definitely something that will continue to happen. Um, I guess I'm not sure if I'm going to do a break quite yet or I'm just going to keep going until Anthony tells me to. So with that, um, I think what we'll do is, want to take a break, Anthony? Yeah, we're going to go ahead and take that quick break and then we'll be back with more Pet Talk on WTIC News Talk 1080. Attention, pet lovers. Pet Talk is back. Tune in Saturdays at 1 on WTIC News Talk 1080. Welcome back. We're trying to think warm thoughts here on WTIC News Talk 1080. I'm Dr. Andrea Dennis from the Bloomfield Animal Hospital, and we're here on Saturday afternoons from 1 to 2 to talk to you about your pets, both the medical side of things. Sometimes behavioral issues are a sign of something going on medically, and this is what we're here for, to be able to talk to you, try to guide you, sometimes give you the answer, but I'm always very careful not to diagnose over the phone. I think that's very key. Um, I know telemedicine is becoming a little bit more a part of our lives. I am just a believer that as a doctor, I need to touch and feel and palpate and listen and look into the eyes of my patients because they can't talk. They can't tell me exactly where something hurts. You have to kind of observe them. So um, even though you know telemedicine is coming more into play, there is nothing like examining and uh, being able to participate in that part of a physical exam with your pet. So um, that's also too, you know, when I talk to people on the phone or talk to you folks like you on the air, I, I try to guide you, but it is never an exact diagnosis. And I almost always recommend that you go see your, your own veterinarian to make sure that your, your pet is healthy and safe and there's no issue that we have to be concerned about. Uh, we were talking about the weather still staying on the cold side. And with that, w- another warning that I'd like to, to pass on to you and a place to avoid, it's the, it's the ice. And every year, sometimes two or more times a year, I really am, have to deal with a tragedy where a dog has fallen through the ice or um, even, even other wildlife as well. But for, for my patients, and we've lost some of our patients, and sometimes when we get this up and down in the temperature, sometimes it's freezing, sometimes it's starting to melt, I would just ask you to avoid allowing your dog to walk on the, the ice with you. If you're fi- ice fishing or whatever, just don't bring them along. Um, I, I'm af- afraid this time of year, especially even for humans. Um, and I would say cats as well. Um, there's a commercial out now where there's, I, th- I can't even remember what it's advertising, but there's this cat that almost acts like a dog and is goes everywhere with the owner. But please just be very, very careful because what will happen is that their weight uh, can break the ice and then they can, obviously you get, you're, they fall underneath the ice and they can't find that opening where they broke through and it's so cold and, and you feel helpless and it's just, you know, you instinctively want to try to save your dog, but both of your lives can be in jeopardy. And 
this is not something that's from a movie. This is actually things that uh, incidences that I actually see in practice. So just just be smart about that, okay? And the very last thing about the cold weather is you don't have to allow your pets to put on extra weight during the winter. I hear that all the time, and we know we weigh our our patients every time they come through the door, and it we're getting what we're calling we're kind of joking with a little bit of COVID weight, a little winter weight, but to gain two pounds, five pounds, that they don't need that. They don't need that for the winter. Um, and again, it's just a little bit harder, especially if they're dealing with arthritis. That only makes their arthritis worse, and it's just a catch-22. So just feed them um, appropriately. And if you're exercising them less because it is so cold, then go ahead and, and feed them less. Let's do less treats. Weight control, and I've talked about this several times, is the best thing we can do to prevent a lot of medical conditions, and especially arthritis, especially things like hip dysplasia, things that they're, it's a chronic problem with them. So try to get that out of your head, that we have to feed them more and they need to be heavier for the winter. Well, okay, I'm going to get off my soapbox now. One other aspect of... Um, this time, this time of COVID and dealing with different issues is the, uh, the changes that we're going through right now. You've all heard about kennel cough, right? You've heard about, you know, you may not know exactly what it is. It's something that we do see in, in dogs. Um, and it's a respiratory irritation. They tend to have a very true kennel cough. They tend to have a very uh, dry hacking cough, almost like a goose. And we've learned, it, I'm simplifying it by talking about it as being kennel cough, but because it, it's a whole complex of respiratory organisms, and we call the whole grouping canine infectious respiratory disease, and there's several different things. It's uh, very complex, and there's a lot of different uh, contagious bacteria and viruses that allow this disease to happen. Now, we didn't see a lot of this in 2020 to 2021, and it would make sense. Why is that? And because this is a disease that tends to spread um, in the, the different particles, air particles, droplets, most of us kept ourselves home in during 2020, 2021, and our pets stayed home with us. So there wasn't that much uh, sort of cont- not contamination, but sharing of these organisms. And with that, some people also didn't sort of keep up with their pets' vaccines as well. So now that COVID-19 is, um, we, we see some hope on the horizon. People are going back to work slowly but surely. And people are even meeting with other friends and their dogs or they're meeting with uh, or taking them to a um, sort of a, a daycare center. Just make sure that your vaccines are up to date because I now, as a veterinarian in general practice, am seeing many more cases of this respiratory disease complex. Some of them are kennel cough, and sometimes I haven't really dealt yet with a uh, resurgence of the canine influenza virus, but I know states around us have, and that's what we commonly call the canine flu. So let's not let our guard down. Let's make sure that we go ahead and get your your pet in scene at your veterinarian, get the vaccines they need to try to prevent them from getting it. Now, just like with COVID, you know, you can get the vaccine, but you can still get the disease. Same thing with kennel cough or what we call Bordetella kennel cough and intranasal vaccines, or sometimes they're given subcutaneously. They can still get it, but it is at a much less severe aspect and they tend to be 
um, get through it easier. You may still need a visit to the veterinarian, but medication, they can kind of, we can kind of turn them around in 24, 48 hours. Much more effective way is vaccinating them than not vaccinating them because it does have the potential to cause really, really severe disease. So I think what I'll do is, um, is it news or we've got a couple more minutes? Okay. Yeah. News or yeah, a couple yeah, we more. Could, we could, we could uh, go to news. Yeah. Okay. Then I guess that's our Anthony's voice. Doesn't he have a great voice? All right, let's do news, and then we'll be back for the second half hour. And again, I will keep talking, but I really would prefer talking to you on the air and having you call in. All right, we're listening to Pet Talk right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. Saturdays at 1 on WTIC News Talk 1080. Welcome back. We are listening to Pet Talk, and this is the veterinary edition of Pet Talk. I'm Dr. Andrea Dennis from the Bloomfield Animal Hospital, and um, we're here to really take your calls and be more interactive. I always have as Anthony will tell you, they can talk quite a bit and they have lots of information. But again, this is a venue for you to be able to share and ask questions about your pets. Um, or even sometimes it's been I've had mother-in-laws call about something or, you know, fathers and it's um, it, it can be quite helpful. So with that, you know, we have a website at the Bloomfield Animal Hospital, and you're welcome to reach out if you're a little bit uncomfortable coming on the air and talking, even though I think we're we're pretty calm and inviting and uh, c- kind as well. So, but you can reach us at bloomfieldanimalhospitalct.com. Uh, I could give out my phone number as well, but again, it's um, it's been crazy with COVID. It's um, nonstop busy. Uh, we're still doing some curbside service, and I think hopefully this spring um, things will will change. I think as I, I tend to be a little bit more cautious uh, as an individual. I'm all about keeping um, our employees safe, and I think as we relax our masks a bit more, um, we'll see how that goes. I wasn't comfortable doing it around the holidays, and that gut feeling paid off because the holidays were a mess, but um, we're getting there. And I finally feel like things will be back. We're getting going to get back to normal at some point. I don't think I'll ever put my mask away completely, but at times it's going to be needed. So, but so the phone calls were on the phone a lot because we do a lot of, um, we go do go out to the cars, but so I think it's much more efficient if you can email us and just go to our website, the area that says contact us. We also have some great information, you know, whether your dog eats something and what you can do. If uh, I think we're going to be running into the skunk season, so with that, with the skunk season, you know that that what do you do? So you want to be able to bathe them very appropriately. So with that, um, I'm going to go ahead and be a person of my word and make sure that we uh, take our phone calls um, first and foremost. And Linda, that means you are up. And how are you today? Great, Dr. Dennis. I'm fine. How about you? We're doing well. As long as the sun is out, I'm good. I'm good. I I can handle the cold. Yeah, no, it feels really good. And before when you were talking about people opening their blinds to let the sun in, my cats are resting 
inside in the sun and loving it. <laughs> and so am I, by the way, every time I walk by the window. <laughs> exactly. It does look pretty. But how are, yes. th- how are things with your kitties these days? So everything has been going well. However, um, I just had one this week that developed a hematoma. And I took her on Thursday. I found it Thursday, Wednesday night about midnight. Mm. Took her in Thursday. Mm-hmm. And um, so they, you know, they drained it. And uh, the issue with her is she will have her 18th birthday in May. Oh, okay. So the doctor does not want to um, put her under to operate, right. which I agree with, absolutely, right. yeah. given her age. and. I took her again this morning because it's filled up again. And so they drained it again. I'm just wondering if you had any thoughts about anything else I could do for her. Yeah. uh, Well, first of all, I'd like to find out um, what caused the hematoma. What's the issue of why? I can tell you. I can tell you. So I was treating her in January because she was, you know, scratching her ears. Yeah. And you know what? A little bit of knowledge can be dangerous because I've worked with animals for so long and I've had this issue before, but not in quite a while. I was treating her with some of the, um, one of the remedies. Sure. And um, Quadratop, Quadratop. Okay. And come to find out she had an infection. This is what I found out Thursday morning, right. both a yeast infection and a bacteria infection. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and I appreciate your honesty, Linda, too. You know, sometimes I, I know people will also just say if they're, if their cat is scratching at the ears, I've had clients that will treat them for ear mites when it's not the ear mite situation. And, and yes, the combination of a yeast and bacterial infection. So just for the audience, you know, that there's usually a primary ear issue when they get a hematoma and a hematoma just to help explain for the audience is just the, the pinna, which is like their, their ear tips. Usually it's on the inside of the ear will just kind of look like a pillow. It just fills up with blood and it's the smallest little capillaries that are bleeding, but it's usually from the trauma of shaking their head or scratching their ears. And dogs also get this as well. You know, um, but to get back to your question, Linda, I tend not to be a, I, I tend not to lean towards draining right away because the active bleeding is still going on. So, okay. I, yeah, so they probably said, okay, we drained it a second time today. We're not going to do it anymore. Is that probably what, where they ended up going? I did not. No, I did not hear that. Okay. Um, yeah. But, you know, and and there are some things that, you know, we there is um, some uh, I guess some treatments where there's certain medication that can be injected in the air that they do hope will um, kind of help cauterize it. But it, I'm a little bit hesitant to recommend that because she is 18 years old. Is she, if she's not bothered by it, she's not shaking her head, she's not scratching because of the hematoma anymore. I kind of like to leave it be a little bit. That's my kind of, um, kind of position but i would i okay. yeah, but i would never you know um you know trump what your what your veterinarian is saying that's actually like i said earlier in the show that's seeing and touching and knows exactly what's happening is she shaking less or is she shaking more since the hematoma showed up no actually well she was hiding until this morning i found her back in her bed where mm-hmm. she normally is mm-hmm. and 
she, so I wasn't aware that she was shaking her head in the last day and a half, but again, she was hiding. So I didn't, um, I wasn't seeing her a lot right now. She's, she's absolutely fine. She's not shaking. Good. And yeah. And I wasn't aware of her doing it, you know, after the first drainage. Right. So maybe, um, Right, and that's Before what I'm the saying. Drainage, she was, right. and I knew, I knew I needed to get her medical attention, obviously. Right. You know, I, again, now, go ahead. I would, I would go by their recommendation because, again, like I said, I don't want to preempt what they're suggesting. But I think if she's comfortable, um, it, you know, it's it generally it's just going to fill right back up. I, I, I just think that's it's rare that it doesn't. And then what happens with time if you just kind of leave it be, just the pressure. Of if it doesn't get too big, there's the pressure of having that blood within this pillowcase. If that kind of like will slow down the bleeding and eventually it will clot. Now, what happens if you don't do surgery? And even sometimes if you do, they will get the, what the, you know we call a cauliflower air ear. I mean, eventually that blood will get resorbed. The body kind of like will just soak that back up. It takes a while, and then you get this get this kind of crinkly little ear. But um, but they're generally comfortable. So I think that, um, you know, so that's kind of the path that this may take if um, they don't use one of the um, injections or that since we're not doing surgery, that's off the table. And I agree with that 100 percent. But it probably would be a little bit more patient before I would drain it again. Okay, well, I'm happy to hear that. And again, they did not encourage me to come back. Um, I I didn't talk to the doctor today at all. and as a matter of interest, one of the strays I took in more than 10 years ago, who's still thriving, he showed up with a cauliflower ear. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I know what it looks like. <laughs> they do. Um, and, I, and, you know, that was one of the questions I had, too. If I didn't do anything with this blood that's, that has built up in her ear, would, would that cause her any harm? But from what you've just said, no. No. It will be absorbed back into the body. and Right. Um, yeah. Okay. I, that's a wonderful insight. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, and, and then, but we still want to treat the infection because I, is it in one ear or both ears, the infection? It's in, it's in both ears and she already has an appointment to go back Good. in, you know, two weeks from Thursday. So, Good. and they did pack her ears with medicine Good. so that I don't have to do anything. Oh, isn't that nice? Cause yeah. I'm using that term pack loosely. I, I don't know, but I know what you mean, though. In there, yeah, 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 I do know what you mean, and that, and that is, you know, a good way of going in terms of this way. You don't touch your ears, you don't bother them. She can just be, and as long as she's comfortable. I mean, I know you see it. I know you could feel it if you touch it, but as long as she's not bothered by the weight of this kind of, um, like, yeah. and I want people to picture like a little, even almost like a ravioli, <laughs> you know that, yeah. um, you know that. As long as they're comfortable, just give it some time and it will resorb. And everything generally left behind is just a cosmetic issue, but it'll mm-hmm. give her more character than she already has at 18. Right? <laughs> okay, Dr. Dennis, I really appreciate your insight. Thank you very much. Thank you for the question. I appreciate right. it. Yeah, you Bye. take care. You too. Bye-bye now. Bye. 
Yeah, this um, the dogs get this too, and and again, it's something that we have to um, kind of make that judgment call. Um, sometimes it's a financial call too. Some people um, can't afford to actually have a surgery. I'm not saying and anyway, that's Linda's case. I think again, age and anesthesia, you have to kind of be concerned about that. But there are ways that we can work with um, with these cases. But you always always uh, want to get to the underlying causes. Why is this happening? Why are they shaking? their head they may not cry they may not complain uh, but you just get to the bottom of it it sounds like that's exactly what Linda did so all right well thank you very much Um, we're going to be back for our last segment after a quick break you're listening to Pet Talk right here on WGIC News Talk 1080 News Talk 1080. I am a Bruno Mars fan, so I tend to let the song run a little bit long. Sorry about that. He is so good. Well, thank you. You are listening to Pet Talk. And I want to thank Justin Levine for um, taking care of the music for today and making sure, and Anthony always makes sure he finds the right versions of the song to play. But it did wakes us up a little bit. Sometimes it has something to do with our topic. Today it was just plain um, enjoyable good music. So I appreciate uh, you listening uh, with us for the the last 40-50 minutes. And we will uh, continue to alternate with um, Lori Fass, who is the um, trainer of Dogs and Cats, and she will be here next week, I believe. And um, But we'll continue to alternate. I, I, I have not even looked ahead to the baseball schedule for the Red Sox schedule. As you know, this is the station that does carry the Boston Red Sox. So um, I will... I will do my homework for, for in March because I know April's coming for those of you that are baseball fans. So just kind of wanted to kind of reinforce what Linda and I were talking about, these oral hematomas, which is like this big blood blister that's inside, that there is surgery that can be done. And the surgery can be very successful. And But it's just that we are constantly trying to make the risk-benefit decisions with our pets. And sometimes age is the most important issue. And I, again, agree that, again, anesthetics have gotten better over the years, but we sometimes just have to say, listen, at 18 years old, and she's not uncomfortable, I think when they drained the ear um, and were able to put the medication in the ear, then we don't have to worry about the closing, it kind of like the ear canal being a little bit closed until it resolves because the medicine's already in the ear. So that's um, really excellent, but everyone has, there's choices for everyone. We will sometimes give the, the best option that we think as veterinarians, but we were always, always worry, able and will work with our patients and our clients about other alternatives. So I never want anyone to feel guilty about the choices, choices they've decided to make. And um, with that, I know I um, talked a little bit about camping, but I'm going to keep you in suspense. <laughs> because I think I feel like it's almost inappropriate. But those will, next show, I promise, I've got some great tips about taking your dogs camping, things that you want to build up to. I don't think anyone's going to be camping anytime soon. So I promise next show we're going to make take care of that. But I did want to kind of bring a couple of things other than taking phone calls, which I'm happy to do. We can take one or two quick calls at 1-800-966-9842. 
or 860-522-9842. Happy to do that. But during the weeks that I'm in between the time that I'm here, I see certain things. I'm like, ah, oh, I want to talk about that on the air because it's it's just so important. And to this past week, we've now that people are flying a little bit more and they're taking their pets with them. You really don't want to get stuck the night before to go see your vet, the veterinarian and get what you need until you know exactly what the airline wants. And I've got, run into this situation a couple of times now where dogs and, and cats that are ready to travel, and I will ask, well, do you, does the airline need a health certificate? Because every airline is different. And people kind of shrug their shoulders. So if you're going to travel, and I don't know if there's nobody to talk to on the phone at the airlines, if that's the problem, but you have to go to their website and you have to break it down and you can't skip anything. So if they say, oh, you need a certain airline carrier and whether it fits under your under the seat or whether you know, you're going to put them in um, the cargo area, just read everything. Because if they require a health certificate, that can only be given by a veterinarian. So with the health certificate piece of it, um, you know, we have to do our exam and then we have to take their temperature and we can issue it right there and then. The other thing about health certificates, they only last for a certain period of time. I've seen some airlines say, okay, here's your health certificate. That's fine, but it can't be older than a month. Other airlines, it can't be older than two weeks. And it depends also on where you're traveling. And the last thing about travel, and we've gotten into more details with this, having to, when we um, kind of like when people start traveling in the summer more, is that you you have to kind of be careful um, what the weather conditions are outside because sometimes they'll say if there's certain degree of weather on the tarmac, you know, it can't be well, let's say it can't be less than sixty five or less than fifty five, whatever it is, or it can't be more than eighty degrees, then you're stuck. You're you may be traveling, but your pet can't travel with you. And that's not a good situation. So the bottom line and the message here is just do the research beforehand. Be prepared. Um and and that never there's no harm in doing that. The um other thing that I wanted to mention as well is when you go, when you have a dog or a cat or, or any kind of pet that you know has, you've been dealing with a chronic issue for a while, whether it's hip dysplasia, whether it's arthritis, whether it's Cushing's disease or even diabetes, some of these are heart disease, you know, they're, and it's, you feel like your, your pet is doing quite well. They're doing well with their medication, but then all of a sudden you just kind of, they hit a wall for some reason, something they stop eating or they um, just aren't acting right. I, I don't want us to fall into that tunnel vision that it's the same issue that's causing it. And now if it's arthritis, you think your pet has, and now it's just getting worse overnight. Don't, don't fall in that trap because we can miss things. And a good example um, happened also this week where a patient of mine dealing with a lot of back issues, a lot of degenerative joint disease, even what we call intervertebral disc disease. And it's painful, but we've had the pain really controlled very nicely for years. And all of a sudden, dog didn't want to get up, didn't really want to eat, didn't want to play. And the owners were thinking, oh, my goodness, this is it. But then, you know, as your veterinarian after the examination, and that's why, you know, I, I think telemedicine wouldn't work in this situation at all, but it, it, your veterinarian will do the exam. 
And during the exam, yes, she was painful a little bit on her back, but nowhere near what she's been in in the past. And the issue had to do with her belly hurt. It was her abdomen that hurt. So I asked them if we could do blood tests. They are wonderful owners. And they said, of course, do blood tests. Well, the, what happened is that it turned out to be a case of pancreatitis, which is very painful, but it's treated completely different than we would treat arthritis. The pain is controlled completely different than we would with arthritis. And now after five, six days, she's back to doing just great. She's jumping on the bed. She's feeling great. But you have to trust that you let your veterinarian do their exam, do their job. It doesn't always have to mean that it's just the same old thing that all of a sudden got worse and you have to make a decision. Just be open-minded to that. And if you can, if financially you can, a lot of people of you have health insurance now, then um, let us do our test because it makes a huge difference. I feel like I've been lecturing most of the time, but I really have not. I'm trying not to, but it's been a pleasure to be on the air with you. I'll see you, I guess, in in a couple of weeks. I want to thank Anthony Dorenzo for um, waking me up today twice. And then also for just uh, making sure the show runs very, very smoothly. So we're going to see you next time on WTIC News Talk 1080. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.